So we're back. It's been a long time. Hey, shouldn't have left you. <laughs> so I feel like you really, really meant about the quarterly thing because it's been what two or three months since you've been on the podcast. I feel like it was shorter than that. <laughs> but we are doing the podcast in the morning. Hopefully without any disruptions, we'll see why the little bambinos are sleeping if we can get something done. So last podcast, we were talking about if divorce was an option. And we kind of stopped and left it on a cliffhanger. And we asked the question, is divorce an option? We talked about in the podcast prior how some things arise. Um, people change, just things happen. So, want to pick up where we left off? God's goals. God's goals. Recentering our focus on Christ. Do you really feel like divorce is an option? Is it an option? Um, depends upon the marriage. I can't speak for uh, a general, a general matter amongst other marriages. Uh, what about as a Christian man? Can you speak on that? I mean, the goal is not to get a divorce. But we don't know what will transpire between each couple. What what's what's the limit? What is what is considered the worst that'll make you leave? Mm-hmm. What is it? How far are you willing to endure for you to stay? Uh, and even if you've reached that worst can it get better from there will you allow it to get better from there or you just or do you just want to leave right I can yeah yeah I get that because the goal is like you said to stay married and the goal is to work through things as well and even at your limit I would say to which we already should be doing this, include God, but be in prayer and fasting regarding the changes that you guys need to make and work on. And hey, also counseling. I don't know, sometimes people try to act like you can only do one or the other. If you pray, then you can't go to counseling. If you are um, going to counseling, then you don't believe in God. Just It's not true. God gives us so many resources to help us and to get things through. So I'm thinking counseling and praying and, you know, just, um, you know, advice from other married, Christian married couples is good. But I do understand what you're saying regarding like that limit and what is it. And I think it's not more so about an abusive relationship. Is that what we're talking about? Okay. If you practice infidelity Uh over and over and over again, Uh I mean, at that point, your question is, you even married because the other individual, whether man or woman, is just going out doing what they want to do, and and you're not putting yourself in, and then you're not in the marriage. They are not in the marriage. They're, they're, they're not. Yeah, because you are. They they are not. So then, or are we saying, are you saying <laughs> that? Divorce is an option depending on the situation. I guess I am. Wow. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. And if someone says it's not an option, they haven't gone through 
what the what another person has gone through to endure that. Well, I mean, but in all fairness, biblically, we see that it's not necessarily an option because Jesus comes back and kind of discusses that when they question him about divorce. And I'll go to that scripture. Let's pull up that scripture. Matthew 19 and 4 says, Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They recorded that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, This explains why a man leads his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. That's Matthew 19, 4 through 6. Goes back to what you said, I don't know what, three podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, God should be your marriage. If you're doing those things, God is not in the marriage. It's true. Or at least on your part of the marriage. That's true. So. Right. Yeah, so that's true. And, and we, yeah, we, we did, well, I did discuss that in the podcast about how God has to be first in our decision making and choosing our spouse. Some of it, and not always, some of the situations may be eliminated if we prioritize God and be patient um, when choosing or when uh, seeking a spouse versus choosing and picking from our flesh and from what we want and when we want it and how we want it. And then when things arise, we're trying to, you know, apply those principles, godly principles to the flesh, a fleshly decision. And I'm not trying to say that's that we can't ever do that in life because there is times where we end up doing that. But I'm just saying sometimes um, we end up getting with the wrong person because we never sought God in the first place. That's definitely a true statement. You're right. If you are constantly cheating on your spouse, um, abusing them, whether physically or verbally, those things are not characteristics of how God wants us to be treating our spouses or handling our spouses. So that that has to be corrected anyway. That definitely has to be corrected in order for us to really be uh, in a marriage or doing the marriage the way God wants us to do it. Uh, so, I mean, this topic is so like, it's really touchy. Because like you say, if you going through things, especially any type of form of abuse and even infidelity, because those things hurt and affect the family. Um, you know, you do feel sometimes you feel like you want out. You want out, especially if it feels like the person is not trying to change, especially if it feels like your life is in danger. You want out. But where is the answer? As Christians, we really are taught not to divorce because what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So so the answer there is what? First, we have to maybe what address the behavior there and realize that that's not a godly behavior. So that has to be changed. And we still want to put ourselves in safe positions. Guys, we're not advocating for anyone to remain in an abusive relationship. Um, we are advocating for the behaviors in the relationship to be um, godly and the best, the best they can. I would say go to God. Man never really has the correct advice when it comes to something of God, especially when the scriptures say God has joined them together. 
Let no man put asunder. Go to God in situations where you're having difficulties in your marriage and seek his face with that. And count, well, no, I'm not, no, that's not what I mean. What I mean is when you're trying to decide whether you want to leave or to go, I would, you know, go to God in, in prayer. And yes, I, counseling. Yeah. None of this ex, uh, excludes any resources. None of what we're saying um, means put your safety in danger. Like you say, each individual situation is so tough. But uh, I, I do agree with what you're saying. If the behaviors are not aligning, hitting, beating, speaking ugly, cheating is not what God is telling a husband or a wife to be to their spouse. So, or it's not even a behavior period. You know, that God is asking us as Christians, like outside of marriage, that's not what he's telling and asking us to do. So, you know, the person doing those things have to reevaluate themselves before trying to throw God at people. You know, people like to do what God said, but it's just like, okay, are you abiding by what God said as well? Are you holding up your end of the deal on what God is expecting of you as that spouse, my spouse, the other person's spouse? You know, if you so-called Christian and you follow the word, the word has the blueprint on how to treat your spouse. That's right. That's and right. If you don't, if there's any inklings of of, of proof that is that is not happening, then there needs to be uh, a, a, a approach it. Yes. Uh, differently. Approach it differently and aggressively. Right. Hop on that. Um, Fix it. Fix it. Don't even don't give anything a chance to come into your marriage and ruin what you're trying to build especially as a christian couple hop on it don't let anything slide be in prayer about it seek counseling about it when we say hop on it i kind of disrupted is that where you were going with that yeah, hop on it. Like, all right <laughs> just want to be sure nip it in the bud nip it in the bud because those little things turn into big things eventually eventually and i think everybody waits for the big problem right i'm waiting for the big issue whatever that is because the big issue it's different things for different people. Sometimes the big issue grows yep. from the little issue. That's right. That's what I just said. That's exactly right. And so you have to kind of nip it right in the bud and be like, oh, no, 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 no. And then if you see it, address it. Not just saying, you know, we're going to let it slide. But as he said, the, the blueprint of how to be husbands and wives. God didn't just create something and said, okay, there you go. You're on your own. It's like a blueprint of how you should love how you should treat each other, what each person in the relationship should do. I say some of the same things over, but I, I stand on that and I feel like it is like the basis, aside from loving our God and putting him first, um, seeking him, is for me, it's next. And if we do that, everything else from our spouse to our children to finding someone to love and to marry, but it's hard sometimes when we want our own pursuits to seek him first. So I guess we got our answer. So did we answer the question about divorce being an option? Is divorce an option? Yes or no? Maybe. Yikes. I don't, I don't know. I want to say no. You Your answer is not confident. Well, the, because I guess it's not that on my end, what I believe marriage to be and what I know it should be, my answer would definitely be no. Unfortunately, we're dealing with human beings and sometimes we don't seek God and we just choose on our own. It's we don't we don't want it to be an option. Right. Um if the other person 
I'm just going to give a different perspective. Okay. If, if the other person is not in the marriage, who's to say God is giving you an out, an option to let this person go and then let God find you your next spouse? Wow. And see, I've always had like the opposite thought. I've always had like, if you're in it, even if you messed up, God can turn it around because you're doing something that's of him. Like marriage it, is a God thing. What if it was never God's plan? And see, that's that's where that seeking comes in. And that's what I, when I say my answer is shaking, you say it's without confidence. It's because when we really are moving outside of his will, then it's hard to be like, okay, well, God said this, God said this, but you're not even, you didn't really even start out. But then again here, I go playing devil, devil advocate with my mind is, that God can make anything new, that he has the power to change anything. Just because you make a mistake doesn't mean he can't come in and fix it. I mean, he does it every day in our lives. We don't make all the right perfect decisions that God wants us to in our lives. We don't choose the right job. We don't choose the right, you know, I don't know, anything. And so I feel like he comes in and kind of helps, like kind of turns the, turns us around and shifts it all the time. So I'm pretty sure he can do that in a marriage. Comparing marriage to a job. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, no job you gonna go and say to death you apart. Correct. So you're you're talking about the commitment. The commitment is different, right? But what I'm saying is that God has the power to come in and change things. Part of changing things is changing the spouse that is not in the marriage, or changing you. I, I, my mom has said it before, and I have to agree just from personal experience. Sometimes the change that you're looking for in other people starts with you, and the changes need to be made with you, in you. And then it changes the whole outlook and changes the things around you. Now, I'm not saying, oh, your spouse is cheating on you, so it's all you. It's your fault. You make a change. I'm just saying, see, those, those subjects are true touchy so let me clarify when we're talking about here i'm not sure that we are including those very tough situations you didn't cheat you didn't hit that person that's that, true that person did it's true that person need to change yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to I'm, i am trying i and i sound like the, the person that's so against yeah uh, so for divorce mm -hmm. but we we have to use our common sense sometimes like well then what you, was that if, common sense when you married the person because now i feel like and i understand people change goes back, it, yeah it, the, the answers going to remain the same it goes back to did you seek god first through this okay no, nothing else nothing else matters so then that's that's the best advice we can give to someone that is unmarried right that's the only advice. Yeah, it's to be prayerful about your spouse and see God about them before you commit to something that is serious. Marriage is serious and it's a commitment. And so just like anything, when you're making a choice like that, it has lifelong lasting effects. And so it does put one in a position to, you know, sometimes it'll put us in a bad position when we make just a choice lightly. Okay, so now I'm married. I'm in a situation. Now what for me? Depend upon the situation. So if I'm tired of you, is it an option? No. So it seems like we are underlining three things that 
or divorce options. Well, those are big things. Yeah. So, so we're talking if about. Someone can mention another thing. Adultery. And I can relate. Well, that's cheating. Right. We're talking about that and abusive relationships. Those, like I said, those are the, the big things. That you feel like. That I could think of. That are out. Exactly. You could mention something like nose picking. People oh my gosh. It. No. Yeah. And guys, yeah. let's be very clear on that too. Yeah. We're not talking about little petty stuff. We can't get along. We can't get along about money. We can't. No, no. And I'm not saying your issues are like pet. Those issues are petty in the sense that they don't matter in a marriage because they are serious things. But, but when it comes to divorcing a spouse over that, that is something I feel that it's workable even if we have to all sit down in a money class, if we have to sit down in a communications class and some counseling and some things that, I mean, I know those things are easier said than done and, and you know, those situations get extremely hard and, and to, to do, but I think they're workable. You know, some would really say infidelity is workable too. There are a lot of people that have experienced their spouses. But you're talking about a constant thing like, <laughs> keep it you're you there's non-stop you continuously are cheating yeah. on your spouse that now that is different yeah. than a it's, it's, yeah if you willing to change and then put realizing what you've done and, and put forward and put forth the effort to keep your family then that's forth. different so, so also the you got to talk about forgiveness mm-hmm. so yeah, right you've been cheated on are you willing to forgive that's what that's your worst that's are you worse. are you yeah. your, no your worst? That's what part do you of mean your by worse. that? You're better off for worse. Oh, when we're talking about that those you, vows that you took, right? What not a ball is, is in your court. If this person saying, "I messed up, I ain't gonna do it no more. I need you to forgive me." Sometimes the ball is in your court. Right. Are you willing to forgive? Because right. people leave after one one mess one mishap. Right. And then that I'm I'm not fond of. Mm-hmm. Especially if the other person is willing to make the change. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. If the person is willing to make a change and they really do want to do it, I guess part of also being a Christian spouse is being able to forgive that person. A lot of people feel strongly about that and they disagree about forgiving someone cheating on you, forgiving that person. But if they're actually making them a change and they and they feel like they made a mistake, then you know forgiveness is a part of being Christian, God gives it to us each and every day, right? It's something that we request of God constantly, not even each and every day, but every minute sometimes that we have to request it. So um, we give it to people outside of our marriage a lot sometimes, but sometimes we find it hard. And I understand it because infidelity hurts. It's uh, It brings up insecurities, just all kind of things. Um, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say with that one. So then... We're talking about that. Do you think the same thing can be applied to somebody that may be verbally or physically abusive? Is there a chance that they can change? Or are we talking about a death sentence here by staying in a relationship with somebody that is physically, well, death sentence for somebody that is physically well, it goes, abusive? It goes emotion, emotionally too. To yeah. Me, that's and, the worst kind of. Right. Um, abuse is ver- verbal and emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, to. to to manipulate the mind uh, is because you don't know how that affects that person in the future. Right. And we should be uplifting um, and empowering each other. Can can take each other, bring each other down. 
Right. So that's true. That's true. Do you think an abusive person can make a change? Of course. To 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 take a chance to see if a person that is abusive will really change would have to be up to that person. But it's a dangerous it's a dangerous road to take. Do you trust that they will never happen again? Yeah, and a lot of times it does happen again because there needs to be. And a lot of times it doesn't. Well, I mean, cause statistically, it shows that a lot of times when a person is done it once, they can't do it again. We know spiritually, God is able to change anything and anyone, right? And so, yeah, you're right on that point. But there is instances where men have said over and over again that they're not going to do something, or women, because we don't want to act like women are not also being abusive to their spouses. There are some women that hit, beat on their husbands. And um, so there are some men and women that say they won't do it again and they end up putting their hands back on their spouses. What you saying? I'm saying that it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crossroads. It's a left or right decision and only God knows which way is right and only God knows if that person really can change. I think it goes back to what you're saying too, that so that person, person has change. to be willing to make the changes so really. the person don't change. The biggest, look, here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing of you saying you're going to change. It's the action behind it. I can't believe that you're going to change if you say you won't do it again and then it happens again. And it happens again. <laughs> and it happens again. So, so if the person don't change, then what? Then I think at that point, then, yeah, divorce has to be an option. Divorce has. So do you retract your answer? It's, it's an honest thing. I feel like if the situation is abusive, and there is no change made on the spouse's part, in, whether man or woman, whether uh, especially a physically abusive situation, I think that, yeah, maybe, it, a, it maybe it's necessary that you guys divorce. Just because at that point we're talking about life and death. So I guess my answer to, to end all is, is divorce an option? If there is uh, some type of physical abuse within a relationship and that person is not showing any change or trying to change or doing making any efforts to change I would say it is definitely an option um, that instance mm -hmm. physical abuse yeah uh, for physical abuse is what we're really talking about guys things other things I, I'm gonna say are workable in my opinion if they're not a continuous and a habitual situation, right? And, but like I say, even with those situations, you you kind of like, we, we would try to like seek help with our resources around us, counseling, classes, prayer, fasting, uh, support groups, you know, trusted uh, Christian friends and things like that, you know, just everything around us. But the abusive one is a tough one because, um, you know, that's something sometimes that person is, could be under demonic spirit or something. That's just, uh, you know, that's a tough one. But we always put your health and safety first. Never put yourself in a dangerous situation for the sake of, oh, can I say it like this? For the sake of love? The last podcast 
we really did talk about not being in ideal situations. And of course, we talked about silly stuff like, okay, they breathe funny or they big tourists. Those are not divorceable reasons. And even more serious stuff like uh, the kids and finances, I think, are workable things that do cause some strife in marriages, but I think are workable. But when you bring up like the big mama, big mama. I'm going to keep it as general as I can. Mm -hmm. If it comes to the mind and the body, everything else can be fixed. Wow. So when we're saying attacks on the mind and body. You're abusing the heart. Okay. You're abusing the soul. And God is in us. Oh, wow. So. My, my, my. Speak that word, sir. (laughs) This is true. And I know I was somewhere, I was um, with a marriage group, and that's what they were saying. When you're attacking a person, man, if it's a man attacking his wife, you're, you're abusing God's daughter, God's child. And you're going to have to answer to him. And same with a woman. When you're abusing your husband, you're abusing God's son. You are going to have to answer to God about that. Well, this was real. (laughs) This was real light. I have to. I've been continuously nervous laughing the whole podcast. It's just, it's a really touchy subject. I did, didn't I? Well, no, we. it kind of like, remember, it grew into that from our last podcast. We we originally were just talking about um, the seriousness of staying married and being married and just the little petty stuff that sometimes comes up that can snowball into big stuff. And then we got into if divorce was an option. And then we really were trying to figure that out as Christians. Sometimes you don't know, especially when you're in a hard, hard circumstances, like abusive relationships, you're wondering where God stands on that. But we also know how God asks us to govern ourselves. And if you're a person that is doing the abusing, you have to, and if you're a Christian, then you have, then that goes back to, are you a Christian person? person or you're married to a Christian you know are you equally yoked with that person so then it goes back to what we were saying from the beginning about seeking God about your spouses and then you know if if they're aligned with what God you know requires or has our spouses to be so we know that no one is perfect and everyone and everybody makes mistakes but there are some things that are that become detrimental Okay, guys, thank you so much. I know this, us coming back and doing the couples ones, this was a real serious and tough topic, but uh, we did want to finish the one we did (laughs) three months ago. (laughs) Three months ago and kind of end that up. So I guess my final thought is um, seek God about your spouse. Seek God about the issue in your relationship but if it is something that is detrimental to your physical and mental i would definitely say divorce is probably an option divorce is gonna have to be an option for safety purposes and don't even add children in the mix that's a whole nother thing that's a whole nother level it gets so tricky guys pray about your spouses be patient for god because And I'm not trying to say, oh, if you don't pray about your spouse, then that means you're getting an abusive one. And it's all your fault. And you're the reason why. Nope, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying seek him because sometimes we do pick from our flesh. And then our flesh always picks wrong. We know that. We know that. And then sometimes we do think we're doing things right. And the person presents themselves as the right person. 
and it was a lie and we don't know that until we end there so again just constant prayer that's just that on that any final words husband <laughs> you know what you're not invited to the podcast anymore you can't sit at the table with us promise, promise. see you in another week or two <laughs> bye Thank you so much for listening to God's Goals Podcast. I don't want to end the podcast without offering Christ to any one of my listeners. Um, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. There's more things to building up your spiritual walk and making that change. But the first step, confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Okay, so I have a podcast out called It's a Gift. Go to that podcast and it goes into more details about receiving that gift and and tools um, that you can use along the way as you strengthen your spiritual journey. I guarantee you accepting Christ will be the best thing you ever did. Go to that podcast and listen to it and get some information there. Okay. Thank you guys again for listening. See you next time. Bye. God's goals, recentering our focus on Christ.